This is a Village Soundcast Network original production. This is Less Than Live with Cater Die, a bi-weekly podcast about comics from all angles. I'm going to talk to you about what I'm reading and doing in the industry, as well as interviewing some of my friends and favorite creators. So come along with me on this journey into geek culture. On today's show, injection artist Declan Shalvey is with us to talk about his new series, his art process, and obviously Mad Max. Plus, some of my favorite series are back, including Afterlife with Archie and Rocket Girl. Let's go! Well, hi, everybody, and welcome back uh, to another episode of Less Than Live, the podcast that you're currently playing. Um, Lots of stuff is going on in terms of the work that I am doing. I'll try and get through it so that we get to the rest of the stuff you're really interested in. Um, But a couple of cool and notable things. Um, Ink for Beginners, which I talked about last time, uh, my book about tattoos uh, is out and it is purchasable. um, And it is also going to be, I think by the time you listen to this, pre-orderable through your comic shop. Uh, It's going to be distributed by... By Diamond um, through Retrofit and Big Planet. So by the time you listen to this, you can go to your comic book store and say, hey, I want to get this weird uh, comic about tattoos for myself and everyone that I know. And they can hook you up with that. So hooray for comics. <laughs> um, the first volume of Edward Scissorhands is also out this week. That's uh, May 27th. Uh, and that is called Parts Unknown. Um, it is the first collection of the ongoing series um or at least the 10 issue series we don't really know we're gonna find out (laughs) but definitely at least 10 issues and the first five yep uh collected in a very very lovely uh trade paperback from idw with art from drew roush uh and words from myself as well as colors from ricky simmons jeremy uh colwell and uh drew himself so it is really great and you should buy it and it's perfect um no more needs to be said, right? You're sold. <laughs> I talked about it a bit, um, not in the last episode, but on internet. Um, Bravest Warriors is ending. Uh, so that is a bittersweet situation because, huh, bittersweet. Yeah, no, it's the worst. Um, Bravest Warriors is ending with issue 36. Um, now, there may probably will be more Bravest Warriors in a different format. We might be doing some miniseries. We might do graphic novels. Who knows? We're just restructuring it, figuring it out. Um, The show's been off for, you know, over a year. Things happen. But I'm really, really happy with what Ian and I did. We got 15 issues or 14 issues, something like that. And um, I'm really, yeah, 16. 16 issues we did. (laughs) So it's pretty exciting. I'm very happy with it. And I think we are going out with quite a bang. Um... I really hope that you have enjoyed it. It's been a fun and weird time. It's a strange series to write. And I actually um, hung out with Joey Camo the other day who wrote the first 12 issues, I think, uh, with Mike Holmes. And we got to talk about how strange how strange Bravest Warriors is and uh, how much fun and weird it is to play with that universe because you can kind of do whatever you want. So while that is ending and it is sad, uh, you should definitely check it out. There still isn't a collection, even though it's been running for at least a year, because I guess that's the way people do things. I don't know. Um, you can get the single issues and you can get it on Comixology. Hey, hey, wink. Uh, which you should. And uh, it starts with issue 21. So uh, there's that. And um, I am on my way very soon to another show. She was here. Lisa. What's the next city on Kate's car? 
So June 6th and 7th at Pier 94 in New York City, I am going to be at Special Edition, which is the uh, little sister show of New York Comic Con that is comics exclusive. There's no movies and TV shows. And I have not been to the show before, but I am quite excited. A lot of people that I really, really like are going to be there. And I couldn't even begin to start naming them because there are so many. All my New York favorites, plus a bunch of uh, my Somerville friends like Joe Knonas and uh, Ming Doyle. So pretty excited about that. Uh, it should be a really good time. I'm going to have Ink for Beginners with me. Should have some Brapes Warriors and Adventure Time stuff. Uh, and I'm going to do some prints. Um, as well as I'm finally going to have uh, stickers for people who participate in my secret menu, which is a thing that if you don't know about it, um, before every show now, I've been doing a secret menu where I will do things that are not advertised on my table. Um, not weird stuff, like get your head out of the gutter, but um, special things if you do certain cosplay or if you bring specific books or magazines. Um, you may get fortunes. You may get... Uh, prizes, drawings, who knows. Anyway, there will be stickers for people who are official um, members of the Secret Menu Club. So keep an eye on my Twitter. That'll be coming up probably middle of next week. I'll have more information about that. So hooray, hooray, you should come to Special Edition. So comics. Um, I have been reading a bunch of stuff, picking up on a bunch of things, and catching up on a few, as per usual. I guess I don't really need to say that every time, but there you go. Um, Witches is back with issue six. Uh, that's Scott Snyder, Jock, Matt Hollingsworth, and Clem Robbins on Letters. And it's getting real weird. I mean, it was weird from day one, I suppose. But uh, the story, the pledges, the weird small town um, is just sort of getting more and more involved. And uh, <laughs> uh, so you should definitely check that out. Small town horror, uh, kind of Americana noir story that Scott Snyder's doing. I still think his horror is better than any of his superhero stuff. Not that Batman's bad because I don't really know because I don't read it. But I can tell you that Witches in the Wake are totally stellar. So you should get into that. Um, I think it's kind of going to start a new direction, especially with everything that happened in issue six. Um, but it is only six issues in, so pretty easy to check out. Rocket Girl also came back with a new arc. They've been gone, which, man, oh, it seems like forever. Uh, Rocket Girl is a comic I absolutely love, and Amy Reader, who's doing the art for that, is someone that I have known for a very long time in comics and always really loved. She came up to me at a con in Secaucus, New Jersey, wearing a what appeared to be cable knit Sailor Moon sweater, so uh, she has my respect forever. <laughs> Not that she needed it, but it was it was pretty rad. So Brandon Montclair is writing that, and Amy Reader is drawing it, and Rocket Girl... Um, you can get the first collection for 10 bucks. It's one of those awesome uh, image trades, or you can get it on Comixology. And um, it is a story about a girl from the future, which is sort of our present. It's a, an alternate universe where all the cops are teenagers. All of the adults in charge seem to be teenagers. So she has to go kind of back in time to the future. It takes place in the 80s, and there's a teenage girl who is a rocket cop, uh, and it's awesome. So you should... You should get on that. It's really, really great. <laughs> um, I never talk about it anymore because it just seems like a given. But Saga had an issue. Its most recent issue was all about kind of the, the women of the series. And it had a crazy death. Not telling you who because, fuck, someone dies in Saga every issue. But um, it was really good. And I just... So much respect has to be given to a series that's, what, like 20, 26, 27, 28 issues in now, and everyone is good, and it, you know, just stays amazing. 
I'm I'm so happy for Brian K. Vaughan and for Fiona Staples just all the time. Like I have this weird vicarious proudness, <laughs> pride, some would say, um, for that series. Um, there's four volumes out of it. Everyone knows about Saga, but like it's still good. It's still so good. It, it just astound, astounds me. So get into that if you haven't. If you haven't, I mean, what are you doing? But you should. Um, Silk is a series which completely took me by surprise, and I talked a bit about it, but um, it's Robbie Thompson uh, writing and Stacey Lee on art. So really awesome to have a female artist at Marvel. I'm always kind of rooting for that. Um, But uh, this series, which is about Cindy Moon, who has very similar to Spider-Man powers, um, a young Asian girl uh, living in New York who has a kind of relationship with Peter Parker. Um, But it's very cool and very accessible, and I find almost easier to get into than the Spider-Gwen series, even though that is also really awesome. Um, The art is beautiful. It it has, you know, it's very different than superhero art. And, uh, yeah, I mean, pick up the first one and, and you will see what I mean. But Silk, very, very good. Also new or fresh into the world uh, is Captara, uh, written by Chip Zdarsky, who, as you know, is one of my favorite people on this planet or any other, and uh, drawn by Kagan McLeod, who is an incredible artist. So both these guys from Toronto are doing a really cool space series from Image um, that is very heavily visually influenced by He-Man. Uh, I'm really, I'm really into it. Chip does amazing jokes, and he and Kagan have worked together on some really awesome visual gags in this series so far. Um, I know, I mean, everybody loves Sex Criminals, and I think Howard the Duck had a huge audience, but Captara, I think, needs a little push. So you should, you should check it out. You really should. It's, God, it's so beautiful, so beautiful. Um, also beautiful, and also back is Afterlife with Archie, which came back with issue eight. Um, it's always a little bit of a wait between issues of Afterlife with Archie, but God, is it worth it every time. Uh, Robert- Roberto, man, I'm talking too fast. Roberto Aguirre Sacasa, who is writing it and is uh, one of the higher ups at Archie, um, responsible for this awesome zombie series about Archie characters, and Francesco Francavilla still on art, still killing it. Literally. <laughs> oh. I don't know how anyone can stand to. Anyway, um, Afterlife with Archie is really great uh, and kind of funny as an aside. I just recently read The Haunting of Hill House uh, by Shirley Jackson and um, started reading Salem's Lot, which opens with a reference to The Haunting of Hill House and continues with a bunch of quotes from The Haunting of Hill House throughout. And then this issue of Afterlife with Archie, which I know has a, a lot of references to The Shining, also has quotes from The Haunting of Hill House feeling real weird about it um this confluence of hauntings in my life but uh if you like spooky times um you should definitely be checking out afterlife with archie that's a lot of stuff and declan has a lot more recommendations when we get into the interview so let's move towards that You still with me? Rad. Here's a cool thing. Less Than Live now has a dedicated page on Comixology. You can find it right this very second at comixology.com slash less than live. Now, you may know this already, but Comixology is a platform for buying digital comics, which you can read on your iPad, computer, phone, etc. 
I'm always going to encourage you to shop at your local comic store uh, when you can, and I still do. But digital comics are amazing for a lot of reasons. You're still supporting the creators, but the paperless platform means you can get as many titles as you want. If, for instance, you don't live near a comic shop, travel frequently, or have simply run out of room in your house. (laughs) Also, Comixology is always having sales, and they're pretty wicked. It's kind of the only newsletter-type email I actually enjoy getting. Other than making it easier to check out recommendations from each episode of our show, good news! If you sign up for Comixology, new users can take 50% off their first order of $15 or more when they use the code LETH, that's my last name, L-E-T-H, in their cart before they check out. Remember to do it before, there's no going back. But seriously, 50% off, you can get a lot of comics for not that much money. So hit up comicsology.com slash less than live after each episode and pick up all the awesome stuff I'm reading and loving as well as those of our guests, because we're going to have those recommendations on there now, too, which we haven't done before, which is really cool. And you can get them no matter where you live or what you're doing or what state you're in. Comics, everybody. Kate's gonna interview you. Kate's gonna interview you now. So today I am joined by Declan Shalvey, who is the artist on Image's new series, Injection, uh, as well as he was the artist on Moon Knight, which was uh, super critically acclaimed and a series that I really loved. Uh, hi, Declan. Hello. How's it going? That's good. How are you? I'm I'm grand. Can't complain. All, <laughs> all is well. Everything's in working order. Everything's attached. That's good. <laughs> um, so Injection just came out, which is very exciting because when I met you, you were, I think, maybe just starting working on it or how far were um, you into it because this is last year uh, it was last year i think um you know i think i hadn't properly started on it i think i was doing a lot of design work um i i think it was probably like january when i got proper proper december january when i got proper drawing i think i was doing a lot of short stories and like cover work at the time um but i was very much building building up to it you know um it's, it's pretty exciting yeah, it was, well, yeah, it's 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 weird because um, uh, once Warren and I figured out we were going to do it, um, I was finishing up on on Moon Knight, so um, there's a big there's a big gap between when the last Moon Knight came out and this issue. So I think in in that time since I've you know had to think about it and build on it and and kind of iron things out, but there's lots of time in between to kind of like. Uh, completely overthink it and um, <laughs> uh, just get really paranoid and insecure about it all, you know. But um, uh, yeah, now that it, it feels good to actually have it out, um, and because I mean I've been sitting on the first issue especially for a month now, mm-hmm. and um, I, you know I, I I you know it's you know yourself when you're trying to promote your stuff, you don't want to kind of just be not you know driving people crazy talking about it all the time. So I tried to like you know, only when it was like solicited and build mm-hmm. up to it. But um, it, it's also a really, it's kind of a hard book to talk about unless you've really read it, I think. Um, it doesn't have like, a, you know, it's like Shawshank Redemption, but with turtles, you know, it's not something that's, <laughs> the high concept isn't something that is immediately, um, there's no real like immediate hook to it. So it's kind of a hard thing to talk about unless you actually have read it. And now people can finally read it. So it, it, it it's, um, it, it, that definitely helps. <laughs> Well, I've read it, and um, I was very excited, too. And uh, I, I got to say, like, even having read it and, and gone over bits of it again, I still find it a little bit hard to describe. I think 
as with a lot like, of <laughs> Warren Ellis' stuff, it's going to yeah. be a little bit before we really get a sense of what's going on. Yes. yes. I mean, my, my favorite review I've seen is, uh, <laughs> it was like, they should, they should change the name of this book from Injection to Confusion. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I really like that one. Um, yeah, it, 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 look, it, it is. It's not, it's not an easily digestible 20 pages of story. Mm-hmm. But when Warren asked everyone if I wanted to do something, yeah, we had just done Moon Knight. And that is like extremely, um, uh, every single issue of that could be a first issue. Mm-hmm. It's very digestible. Yeah. You know, um, be it for like, it's, it's done in one. The story wraps up in 20 pages, the end. Um, at that stage of my career, that was kind of the most log form story I'd even done because that was six issues. Mm-hmm. Being at Marvel for the last four years, everything I've done has been maybe like three issues or four issue stories and eventually six issue story. And um, when Warren asked if I wanted to do something, I was my thinking was, well, you know, I'd love to have my own Why the Last Man or, <laughs> or pre, you know, or Preacher or, or you know, a, a body of work that is just mine rather than a one-off story because I felt like everything I've... I've done so far has been wrapped up in a few issues. I'd like to do something slightly more um, uh, complex or, or, or epic in scope, you know. Mm. And long um, form and something that's, you know, also just yours, yours and Warren's. There's some, exactly. a lot and to also, be said for that. If I'm going to do something with Warren, who's like this amazing, like, world builder, you know, take advantage of that. I, I don't need to worry about the book being cancelled with the first issue, you <laughs> yeah. know. Um we, you know, I, I think especially Warren has uh, has um, developed enough trust with his readers to know that, like, he may not be giving you everything right now, but he, you will get it, mm-hmm. you know. Um, somebody was telling me, I did a signing in London recently, and somebody said, uh, uh, you know, what's the injection? I'm like, read the book, you know. And, <laughs> like, just, you know, it's a story, and, mm-hmm. and these things will, will come as as the story's evolved, you know, um, there's there's no point in me telling you everything about about it. Otherwise, defeats the point of me spending the next three years of my life drawing it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's <laughs> me telling you the story. Yes. So um, I can appreciate. I, I think a lot of like um, Warren told me he doesn't look at any any reviews. I look at every one of them. Um, <laughs> I couldn't do that. I think I'd go insane. Well, I'm not particularly. I mean, I don't really take any of it personally. Anything, any reviews I've read that are like really negative of my stuff. I find her so kind of cartoonishly off the mark mm-hmm. that they just ha- they've no they've no concept of what I'm trying to do. Yeah. Um, that's not somebody who's going to be into my stuff, and that's fine. You know, mm-hmm. like I I don't like every comic that's published, even if they're like, um, you know, really good or there could be for a different audience. I don't need to like everything, and not everybody needs to like my stuff. Um, if it was an artist who said, I think this could, you know, could have been something else. That I would take personally because that's somebody who knows what they're talking about. But somebody who just doesn't <laughs> like my stuff, that's fine. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm not going to take that personally. Um, and uh, sometimes it's good. Like, I remember somebody once was complaining I used dot eyes um, and a character and, you know, like, oh, I look too cartoony. And, like, it is a cartoon. Like, uh, <laughs> a lot of people have this thing in their head where comics are just, like, films, like uh, screen caps from films, and that's all they are. Um, and sometimes those kind of reactions help you as an artist kind of realize, well, you know what, this is what I want to do. And if you don't like it, that's okay. You know, you don't need to buy it. Um, so that's why I'm not, I'm not bothered. I'm not too bad. Reviews don't really uh, cripple me that much. But I, I have seen that overall with injection, people are kind of like, 
I think the general consensus is, I don't know what's happening, yep. but I'm curious to find out, which well, is good. Yeah. I, feel, you know. <laughs> I think that's a pretty safe response. And I mean, I there's a bunch of series that I felt the same way with, you know, some start off with a pretty clear, like Why the Last Man, you were saying, like, that's pretty clear from the start, you know, what's going on, yeah. what these characters are doing, but like Pretty Deadly, had no clue what was happening until the fourth issue, third or fourth that's issue. That's a good point. That is, that's actually a fairly inaccessible book. Yeah, it really you know, is. I mean, but... just ostensibly looking at the at it, it's kind of a Western, but it kind of isn't. And mm-hmm. I don't know who this. I mean, it is. It's not a very like. Um, uh, it's not a, a. It's not a. A CBS pilot yeah. where everything's explained and uh, and easily digestible. Um, and mm-hmm. I personally, you know, l- you know, I, I I like that. I I like when something is not Im- immediately apparent. Um, you know. Uh, there's an awful lot of kind of ways of you're told it, the best way to tell a story is is be absolutely clear, and I think in storytelling that's true, but not necessarily in in bringing a reader into your world. Like I, you know, if you ever read a story and the first three pages are basically the person explaining what this world is, mm-hmm. I I hate that. Like I I don't <laughs> I just want to leave that world immediately. But I mean, if if the first person I meet is a character who takes me into that, I'm I'm invested in a character, and they'll they'll kind of show you the world. Um, well- I find that it's really satisfying, you know, when you do get to that point when you start, when everything starts to click and you start to figure out how the mechanics of the world work and what the logic is. It You're almost like so invested at that point to figure out what's going on that I, I find that I end up liking it almost more because there's that sense of exploration and discovery. Like yeah, you're, you're sort of part uh, of that. That way you feel like you're experiencing it mm-hmm. rather than you're being um, you're reading a history book. Yeah. <laughs> based on this imaginary world, you know, um, and yeah. no, nobody really wants that. They want to experience it. Um, now, I mean, injection. I mean, in fairness, it's pretty much the world as is, but there's weird things happening uh, effectively. So, um, mm-hmm. uh, it's not like, um, say, Warren's uh, Trees book, where things are slightly more kind of like those bigger world events to take into consideration. Um, as it is, it's basically just the story of these characters, um, which for me, you know, how I like to absorb stories i am way more interested in characters than than plots so i don't i'm not i'm not particularly bothered that um if somebody doesn't know everything about it because i feel like you know in the process of the story you 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 learn well i think i think that's totally valid and and i'm well, i mean all I... Like I'm, totally, I'm just being a total wanker like, <laughs> like you just didn't understand it i mean i'll be honest there's plenty about this book i haven't a clue like what's happening because <laughs> warren gives me basically script by script i do know broad strokes mm-hmm. but there's plenty of stuff i don't know and he he said to me that um because I, I told him it was a little frustrating because i like to know what's happening mm-hmm. but i mean as he said he said like you're my first audience and if you know everything that's happening then you're you know you're you're all but you'll already be aware whereas every time you get a new script it's an experience and then in fairness to him i feel like that happened with moon knight too where i would get something just God knows what I would get <laughs> from month to month, but it forced me to kind of basically re- reboot every single issue. And this book is the same that way. So while I'd like to just shake Warren, tell you know, have him tell me everything, <laughs> I think it's going to result in better work if I have to, if I kind of have to um, constantly challenge myself. You know, mm-hmm. I think that's totally fair. I mean, I came away from it, you know, and my my knowledge of it, even though there was there were parts of it where there were bits of dialogue that I was reading and just I would go over it again because I don't I mean there's a lot that I don't understand when I read comics sometimes I still you know 12 issues in don't understand what's happening in the wicked and the divine but um that's with that a lot of comics but what I gleaned from it uh is there is some sort of there are weird science buildings (laughs) there are people there are 
corporations that are weird and there might be some powers involved. It's uh, nailed it. You got it. Yeah. <laughs> no, and, and, well, well, the debate. I mean, it's out there. So the, the basic the basic premise is is that a few years ago there was this um, there was these five people um, eccentric kind of uh, weird characters who we will who will be the main characters of this book and they were part of a government think tank for for the UK government. Mm-hmm. And they were basically working together, basically kind of like a lot of work on high concepts. And they've made something that is that is going to destroy the world. Okay. And now we're in the present day. We we kind of like over the course of the series, we'll have little flashbacks to before um, what's referred to as the injection happened. Mm-hmm. Um, so as of now, it has happened and it's going to destroy the world. And because of that, little weird you know, weird things are happening in in, in the world. Weird events come like um, and each of these different characters who have since disbanded don't really talk to each other that much. Mm-hmm. They're all kind of having their own investigation, trying to like trying to stop what's happened, basically ever some basically stop the world from ending. Mm-hmm. Um, and because of the, their five different characters, they kind of have they all journey in different ways. Really, that's cool. I'm excited to see who the first person to get the injection tattoo is going to be. <laughs> well, at this stage, at this stage, they all. Oh, oh, you mean an actual person? Yeah. All oh, right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's got to happen. You never know. Like, uh, I feel like every comic, somebody's got it, especially when you have sort of a symbol like that. Yeah. See, I remember when I, when I designed that um, that syringe, and then I think like three weeks later, the bitch planet one came out. I'm like, ah, son of a. <laughs> um, you know, well, uh, I. You never know. Oh, no, sure. Look, if it's a good, it's a good. If it's a good um, image, is a good image, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, but, uh, I can't say I, that. I, I, got, I, could, I, got I considered, I considered maybe doing it myself because <laughs> I've, I've ne- I, I'm, I don't have any tattoos at all. Really? And, I mean, I went to art college where pretty much everybody was getting tattoos and piercings and whatnot. But um, I always knew I wanted to draw. If I was going to get the tattoo, I'd want to draw it. Mm-hmm. But of course, no artist is completely satisfied with what they've drawn, so... Well, this they're is people. Really people ask me that all the time, you know, because I'm so tattooed, and they're like, "Oh, do you design your own?" I'm like, "Of course not. I would go insane because the second I got it, I'd be like, oh, that that line isn't right.' <laughs> you know, I should have yeah. should have spaced that differently." Yeah, it's 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 way easier to criticize your own stuff. Actually, mm-hmm. that's true. I I criticize other people's stuff way easier. <laughs> but, <laughs> but if I really like it, I you know I I really like it. But I'm, I just don't think I want anybody else's work on me as well. Yeah, that's fair. Um, so I just get my body completely covered in injection. <laughs> just get the same thing over and over again. Yeah. Get your own covers. Get Moon Knight. Yeah, how original is that? I think it'd be great. <laughs> it's like I'll wearing your own T-shirt. Yeah, put the Moon Knight logo on my chest. Yeah, I could possibly be wrong. I feel like Moon Knight would make a really great tattoo, actually. Yeah, because it's, yeah, so, it it's so yeah, it's so solid. Still, the black and yeah, white. Yeah, it's nice. It's an, I like that. Um, when I was doing covers for that and covers for Winter Soldier, I really like characters that kind of have a um. Not necessarily like a, a, a logo, but like some kind of iconography. Like, you know, that's why Batman works so well and mm-hmm. Superman and all those. Uh, I love those kind of like very simplistic, uh, like, you know, Winter Soldier is a star, uh, Moon Knight's that crescent moon. Uh, I really like playing with those kind of shapes. Mm-hmm. Well, that was, I mean, I loved that so much about that Moon Knight series. I mean, partially because, like, I got into that just, just as we met, sort of, and uh, I didn't know anything about the character. And I always really, really enjoy when I can pick up a comic about a character that I don't know the history, I don't know the context, and I can still read it and really enjoy it. 
um, which is so nice and just doesn't happen that often in superhero yeah, no, comics. I, 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 like even um, I just saw Mad Max the other day, and um, yeah. I uh, I don't remember the first two movies. I saw them years ago, probably when I was too young to see them, so I just don't remember them anymore. Um, and I didn't rewatch them before I saw Fury Road. I just saw Fury Road, and you don't need to know anything about what happened before. You just put into the world and the story tells itself and you know if you want to go back that's great that's there for you but um I, I don't i don't think a story necessarily needs to explain everything to be accessible but i at the same time um i think that like if if if, if moon knight issue one was trying to tell you all about moon knight and everything about moon knight and basically try to sum up everything about the character i i find that too much work and um, I still don't know that much about Moon Knight, and I drew the book for <laughs> for most of a year. Um, mm-hmm. But I, you know, I have read other Moon Knight stories, and there I've liked them or not liked them. But what I like about this one is it's, or sorry, about the one that Warren and I did, and uh, Warren and Jordy was that um, it, the, the character of Moon Knight was less of a char- like Matt Mark Spector wasn't really in the book. Mm-hmm. Moon Knight wasn't necessarily a fleshed out re- you know character that we learned about. His failings, or his, or his, or his wants. He was kind of like a force of nature, and he and he happened to the book, yeah. which I quite <laughs> like. You know, I, li- I like I like when I like the Batman stories where he is like a presence rather than a guy in a in a you know wearing padding. That you know the more the more real those things are, sometimes the less interesting they are. Well, it's the same reason why I can't. You know, I get so upset when I realize that a superhero movie is going to be an origin story. I think because yeah. especially with Spider-Man, things like that, where you're doing, you know, everyone knows. We know. Yeah. Just, well, <laughs> say when, when, when the Raimi movie came out, fair enough. Cause everyone knew, you know, the, the origin yes. had been told maybe in the sixties. So you needed a reboot, mm-hmm. but you don't need one like nine years later because he's such part of our pop culture. Everybody knows this now, you know, yeah. no one's going to not know what the Spider-Man origin is. And I remember when I saw, I saw that movie, it was just like, you know, you're just in it for like 20 minutes going, I know all this already. Like, let's, <laughs> Let's just get going, you know? Yeah. And then it was terrible. Just skip right, like, well past Uncle Ben, you know? Yeah. Have him be Spider-Man. I want to start with Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah. No, no. And, and so, you died. I mean, you're, you're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. Plus, I mean, sometimes the origin isn't the best part of the story, you know? If if the origin story was the best part of the story, then it would just be an or- the origin, the mm-hmm. end, you know? Yeah. Um, sorry if my cat's meowing. Oh, that's know? okay. Is that Buffy? Okay. It is Buffy, yeah. Buffy Shelby. You've eaten. You're fine. <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, so like with with Moon Knight again, yeah, I just liked that he basically showed up, did something really cool, had like a really cool line, mm-hmm. and then fucked off again. The end. <laughs> you know? Well, I liked it because there were there were little bits of dialogue here and there to give you. <laughs> so all the guys in the studio are laughing right now. Um, to give you the context, you know, there would be a little bit of like, this is what I did. You know, I was yeah. crazy. Or whatever, and then it just moves on, and I have so much respect for that because it's like, okay, you know, me as as the noob, as the person who doesn't know anything about Moon Knight, like I get that little bit of context, and that's all I want, really. Like I don't, yeah. yeah. Well, even say, um, you know, I was reading reviews for Moon when for that Moon Knight run when it came out, um, and a lot of people were complaining that uh, it was really fast read, um, that you know, uh, which was something that kind of annoyed me because I feel that you don't watch a film and and count the dialogue in it, you know? Well, um, I mean, also, like, <laughs> that's such a funny thing to say about Warren Ellis. <laughs> it's a fast Yes, because he can be incredibly <laughs> verbose as well. Yeah. You know? Which you mean, which you, because sometimes I, I find that, like, somebody can criticize a piece of work without really, um, you know, 
without any kind of sense of um, of the intent, mm-hmm. you know. Like uh, I, a perfect example was leaving Moon Knight White, and people were going like, "Oh, the colors forgot to color in Moon Knight." Where I'm like, <laughs> maybe that was deliberate, you know? Like instead of like assuming that somebody messed up, like like that was a deliberate choice. Um, I think that's so funny because I, it looks so deliberate. Like that was the thing that drew me to the comic initially when I knew nothing about it. It was like that's a really cool visual, and then obviously like it's you know a really great comic, but. I think that's so funny that people just wouldn't get that. I think that um, I, I think maybe a lot of comic audience have been trained to to they've been to, so a lot of them have been trained to expect uh, exactly what they uh, yeah. what they want, and when they don't get that, they get annoyed. Um, I'm not saying specifically Moon Knight fans. I think it happens. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, if somebody draws Spider Man a different way, like they're like, "This is bullshit," you know. Um, <laughs> I think that there's an awful lot of like, um, you know, like like I I I'm an artist, therefore I I'm I'm more inclined to look for uh, new ways of drawing something or a new take. Whereas a lot of people who read comics are more into the characters. So if you do something that they don't, you know, like um, if uh, what I was watching recently um, was it Daredevil or something? It's only a different hair color, you know, and you know, uh, you know, yeah, Matt Murdock doesn't really have red hair in the TV show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm okay with that. Like, you know, that doesn't really bother me, but I'm sure there's people like, what, this is fucking bullshit. You know, um, <laughs> and, um, but I think that people get very invested in certain characters and they don't like kind of um, uh, embrace a different aesthetic, which is, those are the things that keep those characters alive, you know? Yeah. If, Spider-Man, if, if, this, if they were still doing the very same Spider-Man stories that they had been since the 60s, people would be complaining that it's stale and it's dead and it's not interesting. And then you do something interesting and people complain, oh, it's not the way I used to like it. You know, you, you can you can never win, but I would much prefer have something like to be continuously. And it was, that was the one thing with Moon Knight is a member of Warren said, are you OK with all this? And I'm like, look, even if I didn't like it, it's at the very least interesting. And I would prefer do something that's a little interesting and that maybe some people don't like than rather do something very obvious and boring that everybody would like. I think um, it paid off really well, though. It did. It did. I look, sure, look, it wasn't the riskiest thing I ever did in my <laughs> life. Like, it was a Warren Ellis book. It yeah. was published by Marvel Comics. It was fine. I will admit I'm sl- maybe a little bit worried about Injection because um, this is very much, like, off the, you know, probably Warren's reputation because he's such a, a well-known writer. But, um, uh, you know, no one's going to look at Injection and go, oh, I used to love this book. You know, a lot of people probably picked up Moon Knight because they used to read Moon Knight. So it's, I think, um, I feel a little bit more pressure in that regard because they're just going to judge it by when they actually look at it, you know? Oh, I completely understand. I mean, I'm also in the process of doing my first creator-owned series. So it's like, ooh, people aren't going to, you know, it's it's the same with Moon Knight, with Adventure Time. It's like people who like Adventure Time are already going to buy it, you know? But when it's my own thing. Yeah, my concern is there's definitely, like, shades of Moon Knight in Injection, but... Mm -hmm. It's definitely like it's not Moon Knight Part Two, um, you know. The, the probably the smarter thing to do would be Moon Knight Two. You know, maybe <laughs> maybe have a character who comes out at nighttime, and you know, where you know is draped in one color, and you know, like that that could be something. If we're going to be totally cynically minded, like take the Marvel audience and and do our own thing. <laughs> but I mean, I you know that would be probably that would probably be a very smart commercial move. Um, I mean, I think there's definite shades of Moon Knight and themes and things that Warren finds interesting and I find interesting. But um, 
because it's not exactly what Moon Knight was. And we we have bought, we all worked like that same creative team came from Moon Knight. Mm-hmm. Part of me would be a little worried that if it's not Moon Knight 2, people will be annoyed, you know. But th- those are, I think those are the things that come with being, uh, being insecure about the work. I mean, I, I asked Warren for something more complex. I asked Warren for something more long form, form. That's exactly what he gave me. So I think now because naturally I'm on the other side of, of, of that kind of storytelling, uh, I'm, I'm just kind of more, I'm going to be more, um, more aware, you know, insecure about it, I guess. I think that it's kind of the feel of the series that I get. I mean, just from working in retail for so long is it's probably going to be one of those things that you'll get a couple issues in and then get that kind of slow build, you know, that word of mouth thing where it doesn't have that huge where it doesn't have that. It's X meets X, you know, kind of thing uh, launch for it. It'll be one of those like, have you read this? This is, this is actually really good, um, which I think is the thing that you kind of aim for in terms of especially with an image book. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, I think the second issue, my 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 reading on it is, I think that the first issue is is really um, it's very good world building um, issue. I think the second one is a little bit more satisfying as regards uh, there's an actual there's like an action scene. It's like a very James Bond action scene, which I remember when I read the script, I'm like, this is fucking savage. But um, <laughs> you know, because I was worried with the first script, I'm like, because I trust, look, I trust Warren. You know, if he wants me to do just do an issue where a guy's just sitting in a room for the whole thing. I'm fine with that. Like the the fucking concept of issue five of Moon Knight was, how do you feel about drawing an an, an action scene in like a whole issue action scene? I'm like, that sounds fucking savage. I'm on board. <laughs> um, so I I trust him, you know. Um, but I think that um, I think that I my hope is that the second issue, if anybody was kind of like scratching their head with the first one, that the second issue will kind of give them something mm-hmm. and a bit easier to grab onto. Well, that's exciting. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> Um, I'll, I'll, send, I'll send it on to you if you want. You should. You should. I want to. I Yeah, I had to wait for, um, I think Jeremy read it, Injection like a month before I did. Um, I, yeah, I probably, I can't, I can't even remember who I sent it to. Part of me was like, right, well, I'm going to send it to all of like famous people I know. I think I, <laughs> I, just, I think I sent it like to two people who asked because by the time it was done and ready to like in a proper pre- PDF, I was like trying to wrap up issue three or something like, you know, um, that is, that is, I will say the hard thing about, um, uh, doing creator on book is, is you don't have that machine of a, a company press, mm-hmm. uh, group, you know, you, you, you basically, you're, you're, you're trying to do it all yourself, which takes you away from the drawing board. And then a week goes by, you're like, why have I only got three pages on this week? It's, uh, it's a little tough, but, um, well, especially but, with image, I think, you know, some other publishers, I think, like Boom already has their sort of foothold in that all ages world, so they're kind of pushing yeah. it. They did advertising I didn't even know about, <laughs> but with Image, I think everyone I know who's worked on books with them said that's kind of one of the hardest things about it is having to be your own press machine. Yeah, definitely. Well, I mean, I, I, I mean, I definitely think that that Image Eye is is a great branding, mm-hmm. um, which definitely definitely helps. I think people are more probably more willing to pick up a new book with that Image logo on it than maybe a, a you know a. Uh, creator a book at a different publisher yeah. but um but effectively yeah like no one no one is there's no guarantee anyone's going to read your your goddamn book and <laughs> you know you've got to kind of mm-hmm. nothing's going to um nothing's going to flourish in a vacuum you know and if you just kind of I, I i'd love to just be able to do the work and then not have to worry about it but in order for me to do the work they need to justify that with 
the work actually selling, you know. Mm-hmm. Even though, I mean, in the scheme of things, I'm actually fine. Again, it's a Warren Ellis book. It's not like I'm, you know, this is my first thing that I'm writing myself and I, you know, I've improved myself in any way, shape or form. We've come <laughs> off, we've come off a very, like, like you said, critically acclaimed, sold really well. Like, everything is, I couldn't possibly be asking for a better uh, environment in which to launch a creator-owned book. You had a, you had a real good team. <laughs> I yeah, say, no, I wouldn't but, be too but, worried. Yeah, exactly. You know, I don't. I'm not to be bundled nerves or anything, but like, um, uh, I guess it's because it's all new. I've never done anything creator on before. I've I've been just doing work for hire stuff the whole time. I find so, it uh, sort of uh, actually like reassuring every time I talk to someone who you know is in your position or is doing like a big deal project and is as nervous as I get. Like, I feel like it's one of those things. It's like, oh, thank God, it's not just me. But, <laughs> It gets a little worried sometimes. It's all, it's all, um, uh, you know. Sure, it's nice of you to say that injection is a big deal thing, but for me, it's. I mean, I. It's a matter of perspective. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, uh, somebody else could be Warren could be launching a book with more Twitter followers. Does that mean that there's going to be more sales for that? Or, Mm -hmm. um, you know, Warren, uh, or you know, you could be doing. There's plenty of books that are a lot more commercial now than they would have been five years ago. Mm -hmm. There's books that were commercial five years ago that aren't as commercial now. It's it's all relative, basically. You know, Um, so I completely understand. If I was in your position, I would also be worried. But again, I can only read from for this being my first thing. Mm -hmm. I'm naturally going to be going to be nervous about it you know um but uh ultimately i mean i I think if i when i was saying i was insecure about the work um i i i should clarify not that i'm i really am that insecure about the work i think it's because i felt more pressure Mm -hmm. i was insecure but i feel that that insecurity is the one thing that will push you to to do better work if i was if i was totally complacent about like yeah moon i did well whatever injection <laughs> you know if i didn't care though I, I feel it would show in the work the work would look like i'm not actually that bothered that i'm not trying hard that i'm not trying to do something interesting um because you can't really you know you can pick up a book that's perfectly capably drawn but sometimes you pick up a book where you can tell whoever's working on it fucking loves drawing it and <laughs> just you know it, yeah. it just bursts off the page mm-hmm. there's like a spark of creativity in, in you know in one thing and you look at the other you're like there's zero creativity there's pr- there's plenty of technical accomplishment but it's still dead you know and yeah. it's really hard to quantify that kind of spark that gets people excited so I'm, I am really trying to like uh, spark the shit out of this book I can't think of a better <laughs> way to phrase that I the funny thing is that I I when I read it, I mean, so much stuff stood out to me. I love the end visual of the first issue. Very cool. Very much like, what the hell is happening? What's going on here? But honestly, the thing that got me, and, and I know, I mean, anybody who's an artist reads a comic differently than a person who just reads comics because you pick up on different things. The way, I mean, we've talked we talked about this before, where it's like you will notice things like the way someone shades hair or the way they sure. draw noses or whatever. But I loved the one guy's sweater. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> so when they're when they're when he's walking on that road, that that oldest road, I just was looking at it. and I was like, I can't that took that took you time. <laughs> you really were invested in the pattern of that sweater. Yeah. I, um, <laughs> Joe was in. I drew uh, there was an issue of Deadpool. I drew where I drew Deadpool in a sweater and took away more time. But I was so happy with him. Like, I must mm-hmm. draw a sweater again sometime. And um, uh, again, there's so many ways I could take shortcuts on this book mm-hmm. to get it in. And maybe there might be the odd time I'll, I'll have to do that in order to make sure the work is done, you know, because you have that artistic side and you have that, you know, productive side of like, you know, you could spend 
I, I, I was working on a spread from issue three, and um, I think I spent three days on it. Wow. Which I should have really probably only spent two. And um, I was working away on it, and it was day four where I was pretty much done. I was like, you know what? I could maybe put even more work into this. And I kind of had to stop myself and go, <laughs> no, it's done. Like, yeah. it is done. Mm-hmm. No more time spent on this will actually make it better. It'll just be more stuff, you know. Um, and knowing to kind of like what to put in and where not to put stuff in, I, I think I think it was probably one of my strong points. Um, I, I've made a point of making sure that Moral generally wears a sweater of some kind and try to put a little bit of work into it. They're great um, sweaters. <laughs> but I mean, I don't, you, know what, you know, when you draw superhero comics, don't draw that many sweaters. So, um, well, yeah, I uh, guess. <laughs> yeah. So I, so I'm going to try and, well, with him, cause each character has their own kind of like uh, style. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Winters is always in a really fine suit. Headland is in the one suit the whole time. Um, the, you know, there's kind of a more of a, who, um, I think, um, Oh, what's what's her name? I kind of use uh, Maria. My I think of um, is that a really good actress? I don't know. <laughs> I don't she's, know. In, she's in absolutely everything. Um, uh, it'll come to me later on. But there's one actress I kind of think of when I'm drawing uh, Maria, just like visually, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And Roth is a lot more gothy and whatnot. So each, I want them all to be visually distinctive. So. Um, I've got all. I've got this one Tumblr that's just like a male fashion blog with all these ridiculously sexy men wearing sweaters. So I've got a lot of reference to. Uh, I think that's the best thing to come out of this interview so far. I want to see this sexy sweaters Tumblr. Uh, well, it's not. Well, it's more of a fashion one. I just. I specifically. Yeah. I just don't look at it because I can draw a suit no problem now. Mm-hmm. Um, after fucking Moon Knight, but um, uh, yeah, I. Because I, I, that's the thing is I haven't really drawn that much stuff, so that can be a lot. Sometimes the more kind of entertaining thing to draw. Sometimes. Mm-hmm. Sorry, hang on a second. Buffy, Buffy, she's scraping at the door. Ah, uh, she's fine. Um, <laughs> I like to think uh, that about that. That being the actual Buffy. <laughs> yeah, but well, she's she would just at the smash, door. She would just smash down the door. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, so, so, so yeah, little things like that, like trying to put in maybe like an extra ten percent here and there. So I'm really actually I'm delighted that you noticed the sweater oh, yeah. because that's not something. You know, there isn't an arrow pointing at it going, look how great the sweater is. But hopefully it's something that informs the character a little bit more. I always get caught up on stuff like that. Um, I feel like I can always, at this point, I mean, not always, I'm not like an expert, but a lot of the time I can notice, especially being friends with artists and sort of knowing how they work, stuff that you can tell, like they really spent their time on that. You know, there's yeah. in the first issue of Power Up, there's that uh, the one that I'm doing, Matt did drew this pair of pajamas and I was like obsessed with it. It's <laughs> just like the most amazing pair of pajamas is the best thing. And like the way but he drew a bus, it, you know, yeah, it, it just took, yeah. which I mean, it's great. It took him maybe an extra 20 minutes mm-hmm. or maybe to reference it or whatnot, but it's just that little, yeah. it's, it's like just a little bit of icing on top of the cake mm-hmm. just to make it that little bit much nicer. You know, it's, it's, you could just not do it and it's fine. Yeah. You know, but when it's there, you could spend way too long doing it, and then it, you know, it's just a mess. But yeah, when you just add in, I think if you just add in a little, little ten or fifteen percent, it really, it really, really, um, it, it really helps. Because you work, you work traditionally, right? Do you? I do. Yeah, you do. So you, is it like pens and ink wash or brushes or? Sorry to be um, the guy that asks you what pens do you no, use. No, no, that's but... fine. <laughs> um, no, no, you're right. Um, I work. Uh, I do my layouts kind of like small. 50 by 75 cent, uh, millimeters. Um, I'll blow them up on Photoshop and lightbox them onto the artboard. I don't, I don't really use blue line. I don't, I don't like blue line. 
Um, then I'll pencil them and I'll use um, like a mix of Indian ink brushes. Um, Pentel color brush is pretty handy. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's so I'll kind of like ink it. So a lot of the Marvel work I did was basically just inks. Mm-hmm. With Moon Knight, I kind of upped my game a little and decided to kind of like mess with washes. Once Moon Knight... Oh, will you stop? <laughs> Give me one second, sorry. That's fine. The crying cat. <laughs> this is the best part of our episode. Declan wrangles a cat. Not just a comic artist, but an animal wrangler. I want to know what those sounds are. <laughs> yeah, sorry that the interruption. That's totally um, fine. Yeah, she's only a small thing, but she makes like these weird haunts. She sounds like a haunted cat sometimes. But... um. <laughs> I swear, like, the reason she's meowing is because she's eaten and now she's had enough and wants out. Not that, like, she's starving. Mm-hmm. Fucking little princess. But, um, uh, what's the saying? Uh, yeah, with, um, with Moon Knight, I kind of, like, up my game, basically. Uh, mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, I, I, with injection, I kind of, uh, I, I painted myself literally into a corner. There's a lot of ink wash in injection. Yeah, there yeah. is. Um, I feel that... Um, awesome. <laughs> It's just so fun to see because I I was thinking about that before I uh, was talking to you is that so many of the artists that I've talked to in the last little while all work digitally or they're writers. Um, I I was thinking about that when I was going through injection is that you just you see so many people who digitally, you know, ink wash. I mean, it's like Fiona Staples' stuff is meant to look like painting, but it's it's quite obviously digital. But I think there's something about it. You can't there's still it's not quite at the point where you can fully imitate that uh, digitally. Yeah, I I I. Uh, personally, I think that um, there is an aesthetic to working on uh, paper that just can't really be um, um, uh, uh, generated digitally. Mm-hmm. I think. I think. I mean, look. I, I read. Um, uh, I was talking to somebody recently who did a, a survey, and he said that like I think it's like way more people are working digitally than on paper now, yeah. which I completely understand because it's faster to a degree. It's more convenient. You can bring stuff around. I totally get the reasons. But um, for me, if I'm going to draw something um, and that be the story, I, I want it. There's, there is a certain aesthetic. It's the difference between, um, you know, shooting on film or shooting digitally. There's, mm-hmm. there's a certain quality that you just can't replace. You can do a very, very good job of imitating it. And if that's fine to the reader, that's perfectly fine. But to me, I find a lot of digital work has a kind of like a dead line that mm-hmm. I, I to, to me it actually trips my eye up sometimes because I, I, I keep finding that line <laughs> and obsessing over the line and it just takes me out of the story you know um, uh, no I mean I'm not saying just, just because you if you don't work digitally that never happens people you, you know not using tools well like that can happen but I, I do slightly worry that a lot of work's getting somewhat homogenized because everyone's using the same uh, digital tool mm-hmm. and the same digital sprays or the same 3D texture, you know, uh, brick background or what, you know, little things like that. Mm-hmm. And if, you know, um, I use the same tools as a lot of our other artists, but because these the, these tools have certain limitations, it's the um, the what comes from those limitations. I feel is kind of channeled through the artist a little bit more, yeah. rather than I feel that with digital tools because there's so much stuff available to you, the limitations are actually very um, the, there's, there's there's very little limitations and. It's uh, it's going to sound very pretentious, but I find that the the tension between ruining an image and 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 uh, making a good image is is where good work comes from. I think that's that's totally valid. Like I just, I mean, I've just switched over myself, but you know, it's it's a different thing. 
Mine was just because I travel so damn much. <laughs> it's because no, Jeremy look, I, doesn't I, have a scanner. It's not a, it's not a, a, a look, I had a really nope. hard time when I was in I had to buy a scanner. Look, it's a mm-hmm. massive, massive pain in the hole. Don't but, get me wrong. To work, di- to work digitally. And I'm not criticizing other people for doing it. But it ultimately, it's an aesthetic argument. And Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. I just, I, I, I think, like, the thing I was thinking the whole time you were talking is is how... The thing I always think of uh, with digital artists is how heavily you rely on undo, which you can't when you're inking. Yeah, you see, and I that's, think that tension about not ruining an image, like you're exactly right with that. Yeah, because I feel if you if you you know um, uh, you'd never have to commit um, if you can do undo. You can always just that there's no. I feel that that tension because of undo dies. Um, a lot of people say you know like the scariest thing is putting pen to paper, but I mean I think that's where. You've just got to commit, and if it if it if it doesn't work, you can just start again. And I often find the process of having to start again mm-hmm. forces me to 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 be better. Like ultimately, the way I want the image to look is exactly the way it looks when I work um, work on paper. If I worked digitally, I would not have something that is as exactly what I want. It would be like a it'd be a shadow. Um, that's just for me. And there's other there's people who work digitally who I think do phenomenal work, mm-hmm. but. Um, I do think that especially with like the younger generation who are probably not going to start with paper, they're going to go straight to um, to digital. I oh, I can't remember. Some artists told me a while ago. Oh, I remember who it was. Um, but he, he he told me that um, when you work digitally, you're not having a conversation with the work, which, again, mm-hmm. I know this sounds ridiculously pretentious. And people <laughs> roll their eyes with this. But, I mean, you know, it's the, those kind of little sparks, those little interactions with, with drawing is kind of what's going to, push you to be more you know to experiment more or, or to try different things rather than you know it can be extremely laborious to draw comics mm-hmm. you know it can be it can re- i mean you're drawing like cars and buildings if that's not what you're into it can be a real 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 chore and um i feel that having that kind of com- you know quote-unquote conversation with the work is what kind of keeps uh keeps it dynamic keeps it fresh keeps it interesting um and ultimately you know the the Part of my working on paper is 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 the happy accidents that happen with the limitations of the tools. If I mess up a face, because uh, my real problem now with grey wash is if I did work in just black and white and I made a mistake, I can just use white out and maybe like fix it. But because mm-hmm. if I have a character that I've heavily shadowed and they're, they're in the background is like another heavier wash, I can't I can't just go in and fix that. I can't put white on top of a dark grey, you know. Mm-hmm. So. That's an extra kind of pressure I have now because I, 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 the the pressure of making mistakes is much higher. But therefore, I also feel that it's this probably was making injection a little bit more, um, uh, putting more work into it or trying to make it even better is because, mm-hmm. um, because it's gray wash, it's way easier to fuck it up. <laughs> so I have to be really, really, I have to, you know, it's it's a, it's it's even more tense. But I think maybe that's definitely making the work more interesting. Right, just I hope it is. Oh, I think so. I, I I love looking at that stuff. I always find that I spend longer reading comics that, you know, you can tell are traditionally done because I've, I've, it's weird that I feel like I owe it to the artist. <laughs> you know, it's like yeah. I can tell this took you longer and I can tell uh, it's interesting that way. But I, I do really like it, I think, because it is. You're right. It's becoming rarer and rarer. Like, you just well, don't I, I think it's a different much. experience. Like, mm-hmm. I, um, I I was reading Harrow County um I haven't the, read that yet. I'm so excited to. Yeah, it's it's really good. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, not only is Tyler Crook like draw that, and but he watercolored it all. You know, mm-hmm. like that's a lot more work. But I feel because of that, there's a kind of a richness to reading that book yeah. than 
some you know something that was maybe done on Manga Studio and coloured on Photoshop and whatnot. Listen, I mean, keep in yeah. mind, like all my stuff is coloured on Photoshop, so it's not like I'm like it must be painted at dawn. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's the only way I'll I'll have my work uh, reproduced. Well, yeah, Jordy um, does colours everything in Photoshop. I yeah, she does, and she, but she does. But I mean, you know, she does make some work. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I in the I think when we worked on Deadpool, she made my work look a lot better. So mm-hmm. when I was doing Moonlight, I'm like, I'm going to try do more heavy lifting on this because <laughs> I, I don't need Jordy to render the crap out of everything. I, I, mm-hmm. I can do that. I, you know, it's her color choices and her approach to color design is what's the best thing. I don't need her doing more monkey work to make it look quote unquote, you know, cooler. Um, so that's why like, I'm like, you know, I do all those values and, and shading and whatnot. And she makes it work. You know, mm-hmm. she, you know, you can make something grey wash, but that doesn't mean it's going to print okay. She, there's a lot of, if you ever like take away the line work, you can see all these little subtle paintings she's doing. That The great thing about Jordi on that book is what you don't see, what she is doing is kind of the more impressive thing. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, yeah, re- reading a book like Harrow County where it's all paint, um, you know, watercolour and whatnot, you just can't replicate that. No. Um, which I think, I think, which I mean, not to criticize people before digitally, but I think that it's going to be more interesting the further people are clearly going to go more digital. I feel like those kind, that kind of artwork is going to be a little bit more individual if everybody's going that kind of digital way. So if, if injection doesn't look like anything else on the stands, that that's even better because mm-hmm. that's what you really want, you know? Well, that is how, I mean, I obviously am a huge Kevin Wada fangirl, but part of that, too, is that it is all, um, you know, uh, one of my analog media. <laughs> like, yeah. he watercolors everything. And mm-hmm. I always loved his stuff and loved his stuff. But when I actually saw him in person at a convention <laughs> doing watercolor painting, which, like, how in God's name do you watercolor paint at a convention? I can't even, yeah, can't I even wrap my head around I, it. <laughs> I, I, don't care. I don't care to find out either. No, but it, it is that thing where it is just so special. It just makes it, it's so interesting and, and neat. And I always, you know, if anyone at a convention is like, oh, yeah, I got a thing from Kevin Wada. I'm like, let me see it. Yeah, I no, it does it. <laughs> I just don't understand. But it is it is really cool um, to see that done. Also, very quickly, uh, not off topic, but you did bring it up. What did you think of Mad Max? Oh, Savage. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, no, it, it was um, it was great. Um it actually was kind of interesting. I was listening. I was reading an interview with uh, I can't remember if the cinematographer or whatnot, but he said that um, George Miller like made sure that any any of the primary characters are always right in the middle of the um, of the screen, like right 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 front and center. I'm like because oh, I'm I'm trying to do that with injection as well, mm-hmm. and instead of doing like like all these fancy uh, panels, it's a lot more strange storytelling. So anytime like I, like ninety percent, if I of the time, if I can, the character talking will be right in the middle of the panel, mm-hmm. looking right at you. Um, uh, I just thought it was wonderfully crafted uh, cinema. Yeah, um, the really, colors really were, were were fantastic. <laughs> um, uh, like I loved there was a scene where at nighttime, oh the night one where everything's in blue. Yeah, except yes. except for the guy with the guitar. Yes, <laughs> it's still oh. pure red. Like I loved, I loved, um, you know, heightened this heightened stylization mm-hmm. in places. But um, everything felt grounded, you know. When when a car exploded, I didn't think like, "Oh, that's a cool effect." Like I know, <laughs> the thing just went like was ripped to pieces. Because well, it, it was all real. It was all practical effects, which is I yeah. mean the same kind of thing, like with CG versus you know color <laughs> doing things digitally. It's just it has yeah, so no, much there's, more there's, weight. Yeah, it it it, it uh, I think just grips you and um, uh, excellent momentum and the the characters were great mm-hmm. and. Um, 
it was it was just great. I mean, I don't like a lot of people. I, I think because I only saw it like the last weekend, so I've heard everybody loving it. Mm-hmm. I, I I did a piece for the um, the uh, the Vertigo book, the artist inspired. Oh, cool! Uh, so I I saw a lot of the production stuff like um, months ago. And DC sent us this, this video of George Miller talking about about the whole world. Oh, cool. But I mean, that there's no guarantee it was going to be good, like you know, because mm-hmm. um, there's loads of films like who have like these high concepts and whatnot. But then they're f- fucking shite <laughs> when you watch them on screen. But I mean, clearly he'd he'd developed a world, but he told a story within that world rather than trying to explain all the politics and mm-hmm. you know the trade negotiations or <laughs> whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, um, and really developed, I think, um, to uh, the the style of each sort of camp, you know, like the bullet guys and, and like yeah. each group of people had a very distinct look, which I think is is something that a lot of people don't take into consideration, like really mm-hmm. building up. You can see the history and you can see, you know, that group of people just in the way that they dress and the way that they outfit their insane war cars. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, either, and that's not just that there are bikes or whatever, but there's clearly yeah. like a design aesthetic Mm-hmm. to that part of the apocalypse. Um, yeah. <laughs> it clearly was a fully it was a fully realized world. We we were in it for 2 hours. Yeah. But every you know there was so much stuff done beforehand, but it didn't distract you and and it, it was just great. It was excellent. It was great to go to to uh, see a film and just enjoy it mm-hmm. um rather than like I, I tried not to listen to much hype or anything like that. I just, I just enjoyed it. Uh, often I go to the cinema these days and you're kind of underwhelmed, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah, completely. I, I I saw it at an early preview, and obviously Jeremy's a million miles away. <laughs> and as soon as I came back, I was like, you have to go see it immediately because we need to talk about it. And he didn't go until the weekend. <laughs> and so every day I was like, have you gone to Mad Max yet? Are you going yet? And as soon as he did, I was like, but I think I might make him go with me again so that we can uh, see it. I, I would like to see it again realistically I don't know if I'll have time yeah. uh, that was a miracle that me and Jordy managed to go at the weekend yeah uh, I, can't, I can't believe yeah. that you both went and did something well, it that worked wasn't out well because um, <laughs> the, uh, the marriage equality bill or our uh, right. vote happened the same day so we left Mad Max and Dublin was just fucking crazy oh my crazy. god that's so exciting how I mean yeah it was great to just take a second on that that is so fucking awesome <laughs> yeah man I was I like on Irish television there's been loads of debates and like it's like you know anytime somebody has to say something positive about gay people there has to be somebody on the other side for the you know for balance saying stupid fucking shite but um so it's been like a tough few like weeks of having to listen to a tremendous amount of bollocks um but I you know when you're kind of watching media stuff like that I was I was I was very nervous um that it wasn't going to pass but uh Mm. Yeah, man, I woke up the next day and everyone's like, yeah, it's a landslide. I'm like, fucking, I was just great. Yeah. Uh, like, to be genuinely, like, I'm too cynical and um, downtrodden yeah. uh, to be to be, to be uh, patriotic in any kind of way. But I, I was genuinely proud of the country. Like, I just thought it was amazing. Mm-hmm. It was pretty exciting. It was really cool. Because we, I mean... With the time difference, so you're you're in Ireland, I'm in Halifax, Jeremy's in California, so it's four hours between us and then four hours yeah. between Jeremy and I. So I woke up first and was texting him, and I was like, "It's five a.m. for him, but <laughs> when he wakes up, he's going to be really excited." <laughs> yeah, I know it was. Oh, I was just fantastic. It was so um, funny, but that's really cool. It was really cool. I was excited for that to happen. Um, I have a couple short questions that people asked on Twitter that I'm going to give to sure. you, and then uh, and then we will wind down. Um, because I have to get ready to go to California tomorrow. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, it's 
crazy. Finally. What was there any just to see Jeremy? Just to or see Jeremy. That... Yeah. Oh, um, oh. I'm going to special edition in uh, New York at the end of the next oh, week. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So... I was going. I would have liked to have gone there, but I'm, I'm going to be in Germany. I was going to kind of Germany. Ooh. I haven't I haven't been there before. That's exciting. So. Yeah, it should be good. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's um, yeah, it looks great. I heard. I heard it's a really good show. That's exciting. I want to do more. Do more. Oh, no, I meant special edition. I heard. Oh I heard yeah, that. yeah, yeah. I hope it's going to be good. It seems like a lot of really awesome people are going. So I'm pretty excited. Um, all right, so we got three short questions, uh, and I will boil them down because a lot of them had multiple parts because people okay. are people are greedy, Declan. Um, Tana Ford on Twitter asked, uh, "What is your favorite beer or whiskey?" It's not uh, a comics question, but. <laughs> I've, I have my opinions. Um, mm-hmm. I actually don't drink beer. I drink cider. That's true. That's true. I should um, have remembered. Yeah, I drink Bulmer cider because it's pretty much all you can get over here. Um, but when I was in the States, I quite liked Woodchuck. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, this is Amber. Mm-hmm. They have different flavors for different periods. Because in the States, it depends. I'd go to a bar, there'd either be no cider or they'd have... Um, Magners, which is what Bulmers is over here. Yeah. But you could only get it in small little bottles. You couldn't get it in proper pints, which is really annoying. Um, and uh, to be cliched, uh, I Jameson. I drink Jameson. Mm, that's I fair. Guess. I mean, look, <laughs> if, the, if the time's and right... And you say you're not strict. patriotic. Yeah, well, uh, it's just that it's, you know, as long as it's not a Protestant... It was, no, it's mm-hmm. um, but, um, I, uh, yeah, no, I, 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 those are my two... Um, those are my, my two... Uh, uh, drugs of choice, I guess. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. I had enough of them when I was there. <laughs> so whenever I meet you, you can get me one of those too. I like it. I like it. Um, all right. Uh, I don't know if this is his real name, but Andrew Stingray asked, uh, was there hey. anything specific, I know, that you used for reference for the fight scenes in Moon Knight? Any movies or uh, shows or comics? Oh, well, um, uh, for inspiration, like The Raid, um, uh, definitely. Um, nice. I mean, there was a lot of little nods here and there. Um, there's a drive. One of the first panels, I think, on the, on the on the title page is a shot of Moon Knight with his baton. But like that was very much a nod to um, to to uh, Ryan Gorgeous Face. What's his name? Ryan Gosling <laughs> with the, the hammer and drive. Um, there, there was definitely the raid was was because well actually um, when Warren and I first started working on Moon Knight. We were talking a lot about uh, Tony Ja films, and uh, there was that one. I think it's called like the Warrior King or something, where there's like this big long um, fight sequence up a whole series of stairs. Have you ever seen it? Like, check it out. It's online. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. But um, I admit, remember thinking to myself, I would love to do an issue of a comic that's just like one long fight scene, and then like two weeks later, you got Warren, your wish. <laughs> yeah, I specifically asked if I wanted to do that. I'm like, how are you in my mind? Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I mean, I, I didn't like look at sequences and, and copy them. Warren, uh, it, it's really interesting when you read like a script like that from Warren because you can tell that he's planned it out. You know, mm-hmm. he's not like guy punches guy, guy punches other guy. He knows that like if he hits one guy one place, he falls over while the next guy comes over. He right. he clearly constructed it, which made my job a lot easier. But um, um, the cover was pretty much inspired by Ong Bak. Like I, I definitely channeled a lot of like um action films but I, I can't say that i looked at one and went this is what i'm going to do because um uh the script is what i work from really yeah um so it's nice when you can kind of add things but i'm not going to just like redraw the raid onto it because it makes it less original i think everyone like read that issue and they're like it was like the raid well the reason it was like the raids because that was what the story was rather mm-hmm. than superficially just like 
putting one thing on top of it. But um, but uh, yeah, I would rarely like look at something and go, "I'm going to copy that." But I might get an idea of how I can kind yeah, it's of. It's nice to just have like that kind of inspiration, like a. Oh, big time! Yeah, of, yeah. Hilariously, I saw somebody leave a comment once saying, "Like, uh, oh, this is definitely not of the raid because there's graffiti on the wall that says Gareth, and Gareth Edwards is the director of the raid." And I was like, <laughs> "What?" <laughs> like, you so did that on at, accident, or I had no idea. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I looked up the. Um, I looked at them. So I was funny. like, "Yeah, I'd written Gareth," but I remembered them. Um, I think I was. I'd looked up a lot of dilapidated buildings for reference, mm-hmm. and somebody had wrote like Jerry, and you know I was writing. <laughs> I was like, "Well, I don't want to just copy the reference I saw, so I'll always change it." That's so, so funny. I think I just it was almost subconscious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, I just thought that was that was. I could not have planned that better. That was That's great. So funny. Um, last question came from uh, Tom Spielman, and he asked, "Do you and Jordy, which is Jordy Belair, I feel like I've said Jordy a million times, but not actually <laughs> quantified who that is. Uh, so, do you and Jordy maintain separate workspaces, and uh, if so, how do you how do you organize that? Like, do you work in the um, same space? Uh, yeah, well, you've seen it. Um, yeah, I'm asking we, we, for the people I know. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, you've seen it. Answer over. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, we we uh, we I've have uh, in that room. <laughs> you you did." <laughs> not the only room you see. All right, um, let's... But um, uh, <laughs> I... Moving on. We have one studio room, basically, and um, we both we both work in that room, but we um, our desks are against opposite walls, so we don't actually look at each other. Um, with I, I love Jordy, but if I if I was looking at her all the time, I, I'd probably murder her, because I, <laughs> I, I work in this kind of like... Um, uh, a determined focused laser beam yeah. that's very hard for me to generate whereas Jordy is basically like a laser beam that refracts all around the room so she can <laughs> color to you know half of this book half of that go to you know to the shop she's she's amazing at multitasking mm-hmm. I have to muster all my concentration so um so I have headphones basically I wear like all day long until that she, was my next question yeah, she, <laughs> yeah are you in headphones she, she, she bought me headphones and she regretted it ever since because now I can't hear her but if I did hear her I would I would I would get annoyed with her because I'd get frustrated if she if she could just ask for something completely innocent mm-hmm. but if if it's the wrong time of day or if I'm doing layouts I would get really really um, I'd get really really uh, frustrated so um, yeah I, I basically I have headphones on and um, I, I work away on one side of the room and she's on the other side of the room. Um, but, I mean, it's a small room. I mean, I could literally turn around yeah. and, and, like, pat her on the back. It's a really um, cool room. <laughs> yeah, it's good. There's a lot of cool really, stuff in there. <laughs> yeah, she, it's, look, it's all Jordy. There's lots of stuff that is mine that's really mm-hmm. cool in there, but it's stuff that she got for me. Oh, okay. You know, of all my Star Trek ships and my Winter Soldier so. figure and my um, uh, Star-Lord and whatnot. But, I mean, I, I, I don't really buy stuff for myself, but uh, Jordy gets me the best presents, so... Um, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and she did. She like painted the whole room. And everything. It looks, it's a really, really nice space, mm-hmm. but it's all down to her, really. But um, uh, yeah, that's how we work. Basically, I, we kind of have to. I, I, um, I feel bad because I am the the Scrooge in that sort of scenario. Whereas, like, I find it very hard to get work done unless I can concentrate for like stretches mm-hmm. of time. Yeah, I feel that. I get like that when I'm writing. When I'm drawing, I can multitask. But when I'm writing, I have to be same thing, laser focus. I, w- I would imagine. Yeah, imagine yeah. some. some Similar with, uh, uh, with, with writing. Then yeah. again, I mean, but it's always great if I'm having problems with something, I can turn to Jordy and just get a second opinion straight mm-hmm. straight away. And she's an excellent critic. Like, <laughs> I just I just did this cover um, for this thing for Marvel and like Agent Characters on it. And I drew uh, Dum Dum Duggan next to her. And she's like, you know, she, she said that the figure looks weird. 
and she was right so I rubbed it out and I, I just re- redid it rather than trying to like you know torturously try fix something that isn't working mm-hmm. it helps to have somebody completely somebody who's got a good eye for art yeah who is not because I'm sure you know yourself when you draw something you can be too close to it sometimes it's very yeah. hard to be a ruthless critic yeah um because you're being too precious. But Jordy can just go like, I think that looks weird. And it's a very good way of me just going, you're right, cut it out, start again. <laughs> I feel um, like Jeremy and I are still so new into the relationship that we can't really be critical yet. And part of me is kind of like excited for getting to that point where, yeah. you know, I can look at something and be like, no, you should write that differently. Or he can look at something and be like, no, that arm looks weird. But we're not there yet. We're still too nice. <laughs> yeah. Well, Jordy's writing stuff and... um uh, it's weird because she'll talk to me about a story she has and I get frustrated because I'm like, I'd prefer you write this down and I can look at it because I, mm-hmm. I have a very hard time. Like somebody, some people have told me the stories they have in the bar. I'm like, I don't care because like, my, <laughs> my, brain, my brain's not going to a story place. You right. know, I read scripts and I think of images and I mm-hmm. kind of, you know, that's when I kind of piece together a story. If you're telling me a story, you know, it's like you're telling me about your dream. I <laughs> nobody you know, wants I'm, to hear that. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm not invested at all. You know. Yeah. Um, so I have a hard time when somebody's telling me about a story. Yeah. Um, so I you know, so that's the problem. Whereas Jordy likes to kind of like verbalize it all. Um, so we had a really hard time at first, where she'd be telling me about something, and I'm like, uh, okay, and she'd tell me more about it later on, and I'm like, what was that the thing about the other? She's like, no, I've already changed that. But, you know, I, I, I have a, I have a really yeah. hard time dealing with that. Like, but um. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I, I, writing wise, like I, I, I'll tell totally tell her what I think, and she'll she'll agree or disagree. Um, but um, I I'm want to write some stuff as well, and I'm I am worried I might be a little too uh, uh, pressure or insecure mm-hmm. uh, about it. If Jordy has a problem, I did write I did write a short story last year, and she was really good for feedback, and she didn't hurt my feelings too much That's nice. and she helped make it better but um, <laughs> I, I can imagine you know, like a writing couple would th- there's definitely a dynamic there mm-hmm. you know taste yeah, it's, it's weird changes. it's weird but it's cool it's so new <laughs> um but it's neat because yeah i guess you guys are kind of all over the place um so i generally towards the end of these things because we just feel like we could go on forever but um what comics are you reading or although i ask this question of artists a lot and they're like i have no goddamn time um but if you were to recommend comics just a couple what would they be um well i i have very little time to do um anything but i mm-hmm. do uh, read comics um if anything i feel that if you're making comics you should probably be reading comics because if people are doing new and innovative things then you probably it's probably better to be aware of that stuff you know um and also people doing really good stuff is the best thing to make you want to work harder too mm-hmm. uh, uh, I would say um, I quite like Harry County. I just read that. Um, the Mantle came out as well. Um, I don't know if you read that. Did you read that, Kate? The Witch? The Mantle? No, I haven't. Um, I think you would like it. Okay. It's a. It's a. It's on the surface a very generic superhero book, mm-hmm. but in the reading of it, there's a. Uh, go into it not expecting much. I think okay. I think you'd be pleasantly surprised. Um, right, that, that came out the same. It came with the same uh, week as Injection, but I'm like, I hope you guys fucking fail. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I'm, I'm a big fan of um, Ed Brisson's writing. Um, uh, he's I, I just he's one of those writers. I'll, I'll buy everything he writes. Cool, I'll um, check that out. Um, what else? Uh, Southern Bastards is probably yeah. just 
an amazing book. So good. Just so consistently uh, so fucking good. And I think just, I'm like an issue great. behind. Oh. It's, just, it's just so good. And again, that's an example of like, you know, nobody else could draw an issue of that book. No. It's it's just so Jason Aaron and, and uh, Jason Latour's. It's, it's, it's fantastic. Um, I'm still loving Daredevil. Um, I am going to be so angry when I hear who's replacing Chris on that book. Yeah. I've um, just, just started reading the previous run before they relaunched in San Francisco. Um, oh, okay. And I'm like two books into it. And it, I'm, I know I'm the latest person at the game, but after I watched Daredevil, I was like, oh, maybe there's something to this. And it's so great. <laughs> well, actually, I think, I think Daredevil's, unlike the Avengers, like with the, the risk of pissing everybody off, not that many great Avengers stories. <laughs> not like, that much that's approachable, I guess. Yeah, like I don't maybe, know. I think maybe when Bendis started writing it, it mm-hmm. was a little bit more, there was kind of more like actual storylines. You know, you can go back to all this Infinity War stuff that they're going to do and that's grand, but like, you know, there's, there's, I don't think there's an awful lot of classic Avengers stories that I care about. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, uh, and you know, Spider-Man definitely has some. Um, yeah. But I think Daredevil probably, I think because he was never the most popular character, yeah. but like the some great writers and great artists would end up doing like kind of more interesting work on that book. Mm-hmm. There's an amazing back catalog of fantastic Daredevil stories. Like I think there's more, there's more material there to mine for a series than say there is. I mean, you can get some good Avengers films, but I don't think you'd have a good Avengers series because mm-hmm. I just don't think it's, there's enough uh, uh, stuff to it. But uh, I can't even remember. Oh yeah, sorry. Daredevil. Daredevil's my favorite book. So I, I, I is it, is the one book I, I buy for the character, but mm-hmm. there's always great artists and writers on that book. Um, what else? Um, I was reading Ms. Marvel. I, I'm a bit behind now, so I can't remember how far behind I am. Um, do, 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 do. I, I read, I think Batman is the only DC book I read. Um, uh, DC superhero stuff. I'm not really a uh, fan of a lot of that. Um, I read oh Howard the Duck's brilliant. I was about to ask you when you were talking about Jason Latour if you had read uh, his backup in the latest Howard no, the Duck. No, I, I haven't read the latest. It's issue. so good. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I was cackling reading it. It's just so funny. Like not ever an artist I would have been like, oh yeah, they'll be on Howard the Duck. Uh, yeah, but it's I, awesome. It's, no, it's great. It's absolutely yeah. great. I'm, I, Super I, I, funny. I look, what I really like is that Marvel, like kind of like what we got to do with Moon Knight is. You know, like, I, I don't read Avengers. I'm not really into, like, what's happening in the universe of Marvel, right? You know, but I do quite like is, um, you know, following, like, say, Howard the Duck. Mm-hmm. I don't need to know if um, if uh, the Hulk's brother is has died or not. It doesn't yeah. affect it, you know? If They're it's not involved in a crossover, I am 10,000 times more likely to check it out. Yeah, same here. I hate crossovers. Um, I hate yeah, them so of course, much. you know, Moon Knight was his own little thing. Howard yeah. the Duck has, yeah. you know, it's just his own little story. And it happens to be part of this big complex. Like, look, if She-Hulk shows up, cool, great, you mm-hmm. know, but I, it doesn't, I don't need to read She-Hulk in, in order to yeah. know what's happening. Um, I, I think, I, I have to say, I think Marvel are doing a really, really nice job of letting creators do their thing yeah. on these kind of small books like Squirrel Girl as well. Yeah, I was going to say, like, everything book. I'm reading from Marvel is like a self-contained series, Miss Marvel. Yeah, it's like the, it's Girl, the smaller, lesser-known characters. Yeah. That's the stuff <laughs> I love. All that stuff I'm reading. Um, and I'm, I, I mean, I'm reading so much image stuff now, I, yeah. I can't even keep track of it. Um, <laughs> I hear you. I'm so behind say, on so much. I would but... say um, Stray Bullets is a book uh, people don't talk about an awful lot, but um, yeah. it's, it's a, an amazing crime series. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, just a black-and-white crime series. No frills, just it's exact. Does exactly what it says in the tin. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that. Uh, Man, you have uh, more than enough. A, most most people have like two. 
yeah well i'm just i'm just kind of like um um, brain farting just stuff that pops into my head and alex and ada i really like Mm -hmm. um uh that's a nice i just don't see anybody doing a story like that at the moment um uh what the hell is yeah well sure look that's fine (laughs) there's other stuff too like you know (laughs) you filled the quota um so declan injection is out now when is issue two coming out do you know oh that's a very good question injection issue two Kate. Yes. Uh, comes out on the uh, in June, and mm. the date it comes out is. <laughs> oh, look, I don't have it down here. And, we'll oh, actually, it no, it's the second Wednesday, so I think it's the tenth. It should be the tenth. Perfect. Perfect. Um, and so you're doing that con in Germany. Is that when's that? That's um, when is oh that's on um about uh, just two weeks actually. It's on like a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, early June. I'm doing that, and then the following weekend, I'm in the convention in Lyon in France. What's it called? Uh, the one in Lyon is called... Damn it. Uh, I can't remember, because I just <laughs> did one in Germany. I, That's all right. I, we'll I, put sorry, it all I, in the notes. It's okay. We get a we yeah, feel for it. So I did one in Greece, and that was called something else, so I'm getting them all confused yes, now. That's true. That's I've, fine. Been, I've been hopping around Europe trying to... Yeah, it's pretty cool, book. though. Yeah, no, it's great. The only problem is it's really hard when you're traveling and then you get, I'm sure you know yourself, mm-hmm. you're traveling, then you get back and you need, you know, you can't really get much work done in two days. You want to no, get a lot of to, stuff done. In I'm time. useless for the day after I get back from anywhere. Yeah, same here. I always have the calendar destroyed. of like, get a page done, but I never get a yeah. page done that day. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, no, inje- in- Injection is coming out monthly um, and yeah, issue two is out in like about three weeks, I think two weeks. That's very exciting. Um, if people want to find you on the internet, you are at Declan Shalvey on Twitter. Correct. Are you elsewhere? Um, yeah, I'm at D-Shalve, D-S-H-A-L-V um, on uh, Tumblr. Um, or the, there's a, also an Injection Tumblr where I post a lot of um, process stuff or any any kind of material for the book that comes out. I, I, I put it up on that blog there. So that's just inju- Injection Comic at Tumblr.com. Very exciting. I'm so excited that I will. I mean, I know Dice isn't happening this year, but we're coming back in November. So. Oh, yeah, I heard. Yeah. That's around the time of Thought Bubble, right? Yes, because I think we're going to do that and then uh, do some stops and then hit Thought Bubble is the plan. Deadly. Nice. Yeah, nice way to. Nice way. You're both coming over, aren't you? Yes. I'm making him, I'm making him come with me. <laughs> I have uh, he's, to. He's, he's traveled without you, you know. He was over here way before you ever met you. I know, but I can't. Back when he used to be cool. <laughs> Did I make him less cool? I don't know. In oh, fairness, no. I, don't, I don't. I don't really know. I've, 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 I haven't properly talked to Jeremy in ages. Like, but um, uh, I'm just going to. Cool. I'm just going to say, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm going right. to make loads of like broad generalizations. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. I'm, I'm You've fine changed, with it. Jeremy. <laughs> He's going to listen to this and feel terrible. I know. Yeah, it. Yeah, I know. That's exactly <laughs> why I'm saying it. I can walk away knowing that meant nothing to me, but he's totally going to read into it. <laughs> He'll be emailing Jordy the next day going, does, Je- does Jacqueline really hate me? The answer is yes. I hate you, Jeremy. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, what a note to go out on. Um, so, yes, <laughs> plenty of places to find you and your work. Injection uh, continues to come out. Moon Knight is out in a collection. Very lovely little collection. Um, thank you for talking to me, Declan. I will let you Thanks get back to work. Oh, cheers. Oh, God, yeah, work. Yeah, I know. <laughs> the worst, right? Cheers. All right. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye-bye. I Well, that's our show. You can find me next at Special Edition in New York City on June 6th and 7th. 
Until then, visit our brand new Comixology page at comixology.com forward slash less than live, where you can check out my stuff and all the comics I recommend each episode, including previews, more info, and the stuff that our guests recommend. Remember how I said it's hard to find the earlier issues of Bravest Warriors by now? They're all on our Comixology page, yo. Remember, use the code LETH, that's L-E-T-H, to get 50% off your first purchase of $15 or more if you're new to join. In the meantime, rate and review us on iTunes and Stitcher. If you like the show and want to help us figure out what happened to all the women on that Women in Comics panel at Denver Comic Con, consider subscribing to our Patreon at patreon.com slash less than live. Got questions or want more? You can find us on Facebook, on Twitter at LTLcast, and you can get show notes after every episode at lessthanlivecast.tumblr.com, if I remember sometimes. It's a couple days. Chin up, everyone. Mad Max exists now. Go see it again. I'll miss you. Amnesia Forgetful Face. This was a Village Soundcast Network original production. Happy 20th episode to us! Everyone is pretty!